Good morning, friends. It's good to be with you this fourth Sunday in Advent. Do you remember your dreams? If so, what do you recall about them? Are they impossible to believe or hopeful realities to come? If you dream while sleeping, do you have a foggy recollection of them in the morning? Or are they vivid, allowing you to write them down as a type of journaling? Perhaps your dreams come to you during the day as in the form of hopes for your life. Our dreams can have importance and consequences for our daily lives. They certainly did for those who dreamed in the text today. These dreams are not only the dreams of the people, they are also the dreams of God. They are accountings of a singular dream revealed in myriad ways. They point to how deeply God wants to be in relationship with us, enlisting these people for that dream to come to fruition. Friends, the gospel truth is, we too are all part of God's dream for the kingdom come. When we say yes to God's dream, there is no limit to the possibilities. When we take a look at the people involved in these dreams, we discover they are very much like us. They make mistakes. They don't see themselves as worthy. They don't fit societal norms for the roles for which they play. They sound like you and me. When, the, when we learn from the prophet Nathan, is, he gives ill advice to David in verse 3, saying, Go, do all that you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But when Nathan receives the prophecy, we hear God recalling David's past and how God brought David up from the pasture, from following the sheep to be prince over God's people, Israel. God assures David that he will reap as a result of God's blessing, the privilege of continuing to carry on the covenant between God and Abraham and Sarah, their descendants numbering more than the stars. Then Mary, a mere child by our standards, is visited by the angel Gabriel and is told she will become pregnant by Holy Spirit with the Son of God. Can you imagine that? What incredible blessings they have been given. I wonder if they could ever have dreamed such favor would be given to them. In their wildest of dreams, could they have ever fathomed being appointed by God in such fortuitous ways? Is it any wonder Mary bursts out into song? Perhaps you also notice the litany of justifications for these individuals to be part of the dream. We hear several times the lineage of David as being a descendant of Abraham, and we hear how Mary 
will bear a child that is in line with David. All this to assure the readers, you and I, past and present, there is validity in the events about to take place. God, through the dreamers and angels, gives quite a resume for David to be king and for Mary to be the mother of Jesus, son of God. Elizabeth's own pregnancy is called upon to further legitimize Mary's story. Holy One lines out for all to see as a way to justify what will be done through these unlikely people. It's as if God knew we would never believe it if we didn't see it in writing. Knowing we would require justification even for God. How often do we discount certain people in society because we doubt their validity to be there? or to simply be. Consider this. We might assume that because of an increase in reliance upon local food pantries, that some people are not doing enough to provide for their families. We don't consider that these folks might have lost their job because of the pandemic or because medical bills have piled up. Often, Presumptions are made about people of color, that they are not well-educated, and because of that, they don't get a chance at an interview, let alone the job. Similarly, society requires significant documentation to substantiate a person's legitimacy, value, or worth. We place emphasis on a person's zip code before we deem them acceptable. Expecting people to meet a certain set of criteria and standards rather than being curious-minded to understand who they are and what they might bring to the table, if invited. When we place such emphasis on these kind of criteria, it is limiting and we miss out on the beautiful tapestry that God intends for this world. This is not God's desire. And we know that because God is love and love does not exclude anyone. Love does not need justification or lengthy lineage in order to prove who we are or to evaluate, value, validate our importance and role in the realm of God. We are all the least of these at some time in our lives. And even still, we are enough. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, accepted just as we are with no further criteria necessary. Advent is the time of building up and bringing in the light that is Emmanuel, God with us. The four names often given to each week are hope, peace, joy, and love. Last week was joy, often referred to as Refreshment Sunday. It's as if to sing a collective, ah, 
Dutch Catholic priest and author Henry Nouwen wrote this about joy, saying, quote, Joy is hidden in compassion, a solidarity in weakness, which is sharing our humanity with others, end quote. Nouwen further suggests we come to understanding ourselves and one another better in the sorrows and the challenges of our lives. That there is a sense of relief or joy in our coming together in the vulnerability of our humanness. I wonder if Mary didn't fully experience the joy of her circumstances until she first shared it with her relative Elizabeth. We know that Mary willingly and open-heartedly received the prophecy by the angel Gabriel. However, the text stops short of informing us that Mary went with haste in verse 39 to visit Elizabeth. And this is where and when we hear Mary's song. She is overcome with joy. This joy without question is a result of the blessing she has had bestowed upon her. But it is Elizabeth's joy as well. Here are two very unlikely women sharing in very unlikely circumstances. Elizabeth, a once barren woman, and Mary, a virgin, each poised to participate with God in changing the kingdom forevermore. Mary sings not only for herself, she sings for all of us too. She sings for all the people who have no home. She sings for those people who do not have enough to eat. She sings for those folks who are under or unemployed. She sings for family members who long to hug their loved ones. She sings for those who have lost loved ones to the pandemic and to gun violence. She sings for the immigrant family desperate for a place to call home. She sings for the left, right, and center. She sings for the winners and the losers. She sings for the individuals whom society deems unworthy. Mary sings with a joy that is vulnerable and hopeful, revealing all of our humanness. Let each of us sing this new song of joy with Mary, one that reveals the love God has for us all. Amen.